Hi, it's producer and editor Charlie again with a pre-episode disclaimer. When we recorded this episode, Sue Johansson was still alive. Unfortunately, she passed on June 28th. Our hearts go out to her family and to everyone who loved her. And if there's any kind of heaven, we're confident the sex there has gotten a lot safer and a lot more fun. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode three of your mom's podcast, the only podcast worth walking out on a date with one of Degrassi's coolest girls. I'm Avis. And I'm Caroline. And today we'll be talking about Degrassi season one, episodes six through eight. In the mating game, roses are red, sex, Ash isn't ready, even though she and Jimmy are eight months steady. There's a lot going on for the grade eights this week. They're studying Romeo and Juliet with Jimmy as Romeo and Paige as Juliet. Side eye to that casting. Dr. Sally is coming to teach sex ed and grade eight power couple Ashley and Jimmy are celebrating their eight month anniversary and questioning whether or not they're ready to have sex. Over in grade seven, the kids are making websites about animals while Toby pines for Emma, even though she only has eyes for Sean. All right, so let's dive in. There's so much going on this week in grade eight. You almost forget about them over in the corner. The main overarching thing is that, you know, it's Jimmy and Ashley's eight month anniversary, which is, you know, a huge deal because they're like 14. No, nothing lasts (laughs) eight months when you're 14. (laughs) One thing I want to say right off the bat is like, not only does Ashley decide that she's going to give Jimmy her, her virginity for their anniversary, but she buys him this like $50 chain and Jimmy, who it's not established yet, but spoiler alert down the line, we learn Jimmy comes from some fucking money. And what does he give his girlfriend who is about to give him, what does he call it? The ultimate gift. He gives her this shitty clay heart that looks like, it looks like Angie made it. Literally, I I feel like that's the, that Paige is coming from all angles, just trying to get in there. But she does have a point. Like what I feel like it's more shade to, Ashley, though, in retrospect, because it's like, why are you dropping all this money? Like you, like you don't have to buy him all this stuff. Like, I'm not, I, you know, I'm a 20 something. I was not buying gifts for people that I was dating eight months. I didn't have the money for that as a 20 something. And she's 13 and she's got dough like in that economy that's impressive like well i mean in any economy that's pretty it's you know that's pretty impressive ashley always has money she's got 80 dollars to buy jt out of the election she's She's got got condom money condom money she's got next day delivery condom next day delivery condom money and then she's just like allowed to say oh it's girl stuff and her mom questions nothing that's the oh. kind of that's that's the kind of money we're working with here that Ashley has at her disposal. But so it's Ashley and Jimmy's eight month anniversary, and Ashley decides, you know, maybe it's time to have sex. And there are two reasons for this. One, <laughs> two very recent reasons. Two very recent reasons for this. One is that Dr. Sally, played by Canadian icon Sue Johansson, who we um, wish was a guest. So yeah, definitely. I used to watch so much Talk Sex with Sue Johansson. It played on, like, the HBO After Dark stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from Sue Johansson. Like um, they do. She gets vivid with these kids, yeah, which no, is comes, informative. She comes I in something the first couple times watching. Provides like the most comprehensive and like mature and understanding sex ed. Mm-hmm. You know, when she's like, I know this is embarrassing. Right. But you have to like, you have to know this stuff and you have to not be embarrassed by this stuff. Because it's important. Maybe if Dr. Sally had gone to Degrassi Junior High, we wouldn't have Emma. Oh my Um, gosh. Perhaps. I feel like... But so Dr. Sally's there. Speaking real truths. (laughs) And the kids are learning about sex. And Spinner's a dickhead. And he's like, I have this friend who's been with his girlfriend for eight months. How do they know if they're ready? That's such a... Like, Why? He knew that he, uh, yeah, Spinner. But yes, that's reason number one. one. Reason number <laughs> two is that they're reading Romeo and Juliet in English class. Yeah. And first off, clearly Miss Kwan does not teach this well because these kids think this is romantic. Second off. Go off. It's often mistaught. It's so mistaught. <laughs> like mostly mistaught like i don't know if like why do you pick out every other minute detail and not the actual fact that what star-crossed means and the fact that it's not something to aspire to and the whole point of the story being told the way it is as a tragedy you know know who taught me romeo and juliet Mm -hmm. a little jack russell terrier named wishbone Oh, and you know what? By second grade, I knew that shit wasn't romance. <laughs> you were set straight. You're like but not. Not only is she teaching Romeo and Juliet poorly, but mm-hmm. on top of that, she's like completely unaware of the class, the like social dynamics in her class. And we know she taught this class last year. Presumably, and- she's taught it many years, but she's no, still no. But I mean, these kids. Oh, the, she taught, taught these kids oh, last, last year. year. Oh, knows, yes. Oh, no. I thought you meant this, like, course, like, this material. She's <laughs> got to know that Ashley and Paige are competitive with each other. Oh, yeah. She knows that Ashley and Jimmy are together. And, mm-hmm. like... Can we maybe what? have a headcanon that she hates them and that she's trying to set it up? Because she I later, know. like... She's later like, you guys aren't as cute as you think you are. Coming up in, you know, I think the next couple episodes... And so it's clear that she does not like them. So maybe she's trying to sabotage. Maybe she's messy like that. It's so messy. I could believe that. I could believe that. Also, (laughs) I want to touch on the fact that like, so Paige is playing Juliet and she's flirting with Jimmy hardcore while also being like, Ashley, if you don't put out, Jimmy's going to leave you. And Mm -hmm. Spinner is just like, go for it, Jimmy, because Spinner is not into Paige even though they date for like 8 million years. Mm-hmm. And he literally doesn't realize that that's possible. He's like reading at the the lunch table, like, oh my gosh, she literally just does it at 13. <laughs> wow. Like you, you're 13. You should do it. And that's literally yeah. the thought process. And Jimmy's like, he's like, you want, you have a craving for fries Somebody doesn't have whatever dumbass shit he says. Somebody doesn't have fries, but somebody else does. You go where there's fries. <laughs> two diners, right? Yes, two diners open. 
Like, dude, why? Um, <laughs> because he doesn't like Paige. Because he doesn't like Paige. So Ashley decides to give Jimmy the ultimate gift, which is not a Ferrari. It is her virginity. And... <laughs> <laughs> Here, I made you this heart of clay. <sighs> Thanks Although for the Ferrari, babe. Yeah, that is such a five-year-old um, gift. It is. it is. But so she <laughs> um she decides she's gonna bang Jimmy and she orders condoms on the net and also is really mean to Terry. For no reason. And Jimmy goes and buys condoms at the drugstore. Both of the, like, deliverers of the condoms are really weird. Like, the mailman is, like, shaking the package while he's waiting for Ashley to open the door. Uh-huh. But the clerk at the store is he's such a dick. A dick. So you, you sure you've got the right size? <laughs> right? Like, can we stop making sex something that is shameful? Canada, so because- I expected better of of right you, actually right? frankly frankly did dr sally teach you nothing <laughs> thank you this um, is a shame-free environment like we promote safer sex i love how she says safer sex also because mm-hmm. condoms are not 100 percent effective nope. so safer sex because shit still happens <laughs> because sue johansson is a real one but so that's what's going on in grade eight and like i do love at the end Ashley like tries to talk to Terry without apologizing and Terry's just like neat until <laughs> Ashley apologizes so like go Ashley or not Ashley fuck Ashley go Terry go Terry fuck Ashley well seconded but well <laughs> yes no I agree like she's a she's a one that you can't just you, you're not gonna do whatever as, as far as women go or maybe just Ashley I don't know because Paige doesn't get that kind of clap back all the time but Ashley she's gonna get a piece of <laughs> Terry's mind you're gonna treat her right you're not gonna <laughs> treat me like shit you're gonna apologize to me and I do love too that JT is really bummed that grade sevens don't get sex ed and refers to Dr. Sally as the sex lady yes the fact um, that like his enthusiasm to learn about sex though I actually really appreciate and I, I am super you know I, I wish that <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil that I'm just gonna say I'm sad for JT because his enthusiasm kind of is all for nothing yeah <laughs> and it doesn't um, help oh wow there's not a lot happening in grade seven I feel like just they're they're doing projects I do love Emma of course is like can it be a specific animal like yeah. Mama Onu which is a specific endangered sea turtle. And yeah. I love Snake doesn't answer her question. <laughs> he said, doesn't he say like sounds interesting or something, but yeah, informative, but remember sounds to have a good time. But remember like, to have the a technology. Good time. That's the point. <laughs> don't, I guess, you know, don't stifle my creativity. You know, it's a good spirit I have as a teacher. Like, I guess, see where you go with it, but do the assignment. <laughs> so they're doing this project Emma's doing hers on a turtle Toby's in love with Emma so now he's also doing his on a tur- turtle oh my gosh he's so he's so hard eyes for her this entire episode I love the music the fantasy sequences and like and yes I do like like the hyper pop like 
Yeah. And his no, heart. The, the music in this episode is top notch because not only yes. do we have that, yes. but we have what we have anytime they cover Shakespeare, which mm-hmm. is the like Shakespeare music little. in between scenes or yes. like at the end of any of the grade eight scenes. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's cute. Yes, it's a little jaunty Shakespearean whatever music. So Charlie, uh producer Charlie was giving us a note about the the prime storytelling which and how purposeful the, the music, music is not, yeah they definitely complement each other i feel like it's very purposeful too just in multiple areas i'll you know touch on it into fashion but i feel like there's a couple reoccurring themes in fashion mm-hmm. that i'd like to touch on so yeah they definitely choose their their elements to tell the story very purposefully and I love, okay, so Toby is daydream thirsting after Emma, mm-hmm. and Emma is so into Sean. And I love, like, there's that scene where Toby's like, I rented this GV- or this VHS about turtles. Do you want to come watch it? Mm-hmm. And Emma invites Sean, and Sean sees that Toby is just, like, crestfallen. Yes. And Sean's like, nah, I can't make it. Because Sean... <laughs> ultimately is a good boy he is a good guy yeah like he's trying to see you win you mm-hmm. know like he doesn't want anybody to lose so that's that's very... or he's at least not gonna subject you to like crushing humiliating defeat i mean because anybody who is not deeply in love with emma can see that emma likes sean right. and because <laughs> because toby is so deeply in love with emma he can't you know, he's just, he's not, he's never going to see that. Never, no. And um, Emma's just like not paying attention. She's self-centered into her crush and she's not paying attention to Toby, I don't, I, you know, as anything more than a friend, just like mm-hmm. JT. She's in, He's another JT. But then Emma ends up blowing off the VHS about turtles so that she can help Liberty with the great mine. And then she stays past that to be with Sean, which Mm -hmm. Toby is rightfully pissed about. Like, you don't have to be into me, but like, don't bail on plans and not even bother to let me know. Absolutely. Um, But Emma's Emma's very self-centered and Mm -hmm. ultimately Emma's going to do what Emma wants to do. You be damned. You specifically be damned and your feelings. She's like, well, yeah, we got to talking. You know, she definitely plays it off. Like, no, I'm going to call you out on that. Like, I I appreciate that Toby does say, no, you didn't think to call. You didn't think to, like, let me know that you weren't coming. Like, I just assumed that you were held up with liberty because that's what you said you were going to go do. You know, like, you piece of shit. Like. He's he's very articulate about his feelings because he's so deep in the ever since the parents' thicket. day he found his like he found he's his, his, his like you're not gonna do this I'm going to assert myself in a very like you should feel like a piece of crap for treating me like yeah. this like I love the ways like and you didn't think to call <laughs> like, <laughs> go off toby thank you because it's just like she's not considerate like you know she's like no oh. she's so inconsiderate it's <laughs> like but i'm emma <laughs> right and i think that's kind of the the gist of the episode do we have a couple of segments we want to get into yeah definitely um, that's one fashions, of the segments. this yeah we usually like to do fashion up top right yeah 
So, yeah, we can start with the fashion. I want to point out a couple of things with Emma. Mm -hmm. One is she is wearing the same shirt she wore in Eye of the Beholder. Yes, the the orange. Two is this is the first we see of the iconically misguided tri-ponytail. Oh, my God. You... It's choice. You pay so much attention to her hair, and admittedly, it just looks like a pile of straw on top of her head sometimes. And I just, I don't mind whatever the messy bedhead look, but that's nine times out of ten what I feel like she's going for. And I don't always yeah. see a style, so kudos to you, Caroline. And we have the second appearance of the dolphin pants. Do we? I love we that you do. pay attention to Emma more oh, you than I do. You gotta track the dolphin pants. I'm tracking the dolphin pants. I'm, I'm so happy you are because I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I was just paying attention to their the orange and blue complimentary tops and the scene where they're planning to watch the video because Emma has on the orange top that has like you know faded the heart the heart on yeah and then manny has one with like a jewel detail around the collar and it also has the same sort of faded cloud looking pattern I it's mean, like tie-dye yeah yeah it's like i feel like it looks like tie-dye but i never i wear so many different kind of tie-dye that i don't I didn't. I don't know why I didn't see. I feel like it was like acid wash or something. It just wasn't looking like tie dye to me. But yeah, they look the. They look like a pair. Was more my yeah. point. It's just like they because Manny doesn't have a function other than to be like, isn't Emma doing um a project about the Mama Onu? Yes. <laughs> like just like she's calling li- Toby out. Yeah, like um, that's literally her function. She's not saying anything about, oh, my project. What is Manny's project about? I would like to know what Manny's project is about. Anyway. Sean's yeah. is about spinner spaniels, which are hardly endangered. Fuck you, Emma. Fuck you. It was never, first of all, he did not dwell on the, any specifics about the animal. So she could really fuck off. About yeah. That. Um, like and her pretentiousness. This is an Emma Nelson slander podcast. We must reinforce this. If you come, she does have her moments. I don't think this episode is one of them. Anyway, JT's Hawaiian shirt. Yes. I love it. It's a look. I think it's (laughs) such a cute, because he's always wearing the, the backwards hat. So his hat doesn't really match the shirt, but I think the shirt itself is really cute on him and Paige's outfit during the kiss read in Quan's class from head to toe is actually a really cute outfit yeah <laughs> but like she's trying to be all oh, what she to kiss your scene? boyfriend so it's a tank top and it's like a studded tank top and a little it's a belt you know she's got her belly out and she's got the crimped hair going on and really cute choker and I'm like, okay, you're serving, you know, you've got the bling bling look going on, but it's clear that you, you're about to kiss her boyfriend and that's why you wore that outfit. So it was right. very, it was very 
carefully curated. Um. <laughs> I also, I have a little bit of an unconventional shots fired because it's uh, shots fired by the writers at Ashley. Girls and it's fun. when Ashley like confronts Paige with her suspicions and <laughs> yes. Paige is like, I love doing Romeo and Juliet, not Julius Caesar. And I love, and Ashley doesn't get it. What does that even mean? <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, she says backstabbing. And I'm like, why does she say it that way? Paige, Paige knowing Shakespeare was better than Ashley is to me shots fired. I That was my shots fired, Caroline. So yes, we have the same shots fired. Because I was like, that is, I love it because it's snarky, but it's smart. And Ashley's supposed to be the smarter one. And her, like, it looks like Melissa could not, deliver that line without laughing because she's like what's that even mean <laughs> like the way that she does it sounds so like not not believable it's like so she good, fully knows about julius caesar right and and the fact that she has to pretend that she doesn't <laughs> she was probably cracking the fuck up <laughs> and they got what um, they could <laughs> But yeah, the writers fired shots and they said, Ashley, you're not as smart as Paige Michael Chuck. How's that feel, bitch? Knocked out um, a peg. <laughs> and Melissa said, not good. <laughs> She's like, do I, is this real? Like, do I have to read this? <laughs> and then we also have another Degrassi black hole. Um, and it is that kid that's hanging out with Jimmy and Spinner, the one who's like talking about, I heard that she had sex at camp about Paige. And like, he's just very like background dude, bro. He doesn't even get a name. I don't think we see him again. No, he just gives like semi scandalous information because I mean, then it's never mentioned again outside of this episode about her like reputation of being. We don't have Craig or we don't have Craig yet. We don't have Marco yet. So like, There needs to be somebody else, I guess. Who's, because, yeah, you know. But this guy sucks, and we never see him again. Um, he falls into the Degrassi black hole. So let's give a moment of silence. A moment of silence <laughs> for this young Timmy. man. I'm gonna call him Timmy. Yeah. Rip in peace, Timmy. All right. Are we ready to move on to the basketball diaries? Let's. <clears throat> Roses are red. If he's going to succeed, then Jimmy must take some of Spinner's prescription speed. So Jimmy is focusing on making the basketball team. And as a result, he is letting his schoolwork fall to the wayside. And he's also, there's added pressure because Sean is trying out for the basketball team and Sean is showing a lot of promise and coach Armstrong's noticing that. So kind of starting to flounder under the pressure He convinces Spinner to give him a Ritalin so that he can do his schoolwork and do his basketball just for the day, just to get through tryouts is a bad idea for both him and Spinner and things fall apart very quickly. The B plot is that Liberty is really annoyed because Ashley gets all of this acclaim for doing the announcements and like she does a great job reading them, but Liberty's the one writing them. She's the one coming up with the jokes and doing the research and all of that. And she is sick of Ashley getting the credit for her work. So, yeah, really high stakes here this week. (laughs) Super high. I mean, we have drug use and then we have the morning announcements. I mean, the drug use is so... It comes across, I feel like, halfway through the episode 
because they have to establish that, oh, he's going to almost make the team. He just needs a little boost, of course. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a choice that Jimmy has to make very quickly observing Spinner taking that medicine. I don't know how I feel about it, how it makes sense, like wanting to be like on speed while playing basketball. It sounds like hell to well, me. Yeah, but- it doesn't but, sound like steroids, because don't do steroids do that too? I don't know what steroids the hell like, steroids do, because I mean I'm only taking them when I'm sick to to they help me make breathe. You, like stronger, I guess, and they right. change your testicles or enlarge your clitoris. I'm glad it didn't but, do. But Jimmy doesn't have a reference for speed. He doesn't, so he just hears, "Oh, okay." All he knows it's is like, like ten oh, cups of coffee, energy. So, I mean, it's narratively, I guess it makes, that's kind of the point to make it like, okay, this sounds ideal for my situation. I'm going to be, you know, have no impulse control because that part of my brain isn't developed yet and I'm just going to pop a pill. But it does not go well. (laughs) So, Jimmy, they're reading Lord of the Flies in English, which seems ambitious to me. I have not read Lord of the Flies. No, I actually haven't either, but. No, it still feels ambitious for the, these kids. But I love so Spinner takes the riddle in, and then he's just like, "Yeah, wired." Let me flash. Still, <laughs> he's at a rave, like, <laughs> which, like, yeah. And and so Spinner is also tweaking out because he's not on Ritalin. Um, yeah, like behavioral problems galore. He ends up. <laughs> He ends up mooning the auto, the gymnasium during I mean, the basketball game. His dance was good before that. I yeah, really, dance every time before. I watch that episode, I'm like, this episode, I'm like, okay, sir, you are cutting up the dance floor. Now just stop right now. Don't flash anybody. <laughs> now if you just stopped right now, that would have been but good. You would. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be spinner. It wouldn't, and be, it wouldn't spinner, be Degrassi. And it wouldn't be Degrassi. He had to moon him. I feel like both. Coach Armstrong and Miss Kwan are supremely uncool this episode. Like, isn't it a common thing that, like, you have to maintain a certain grade point average to do sports? Yes. And Jimmy is one of your star players. So, like, don't give him a hard time for the fact that he's trying to keep up with his schoolwork because if he falls behind (laughs) this early in the year, he's fucked. Go off. And you won't have him on your team. And then the I logic know. is there. I mean, but you know, he's just, he's got to be the hard ass and you know, in the equation, he can't help Jimmy books, get him off my court, right? do it on your own time, <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> just like, <laughs> now For he's just some- stuck with Sean and his bum ankle. Like, why are you upset that he's actually putting an effort to study but you know he could have done it on his own time i suppose if i want to play devil's advocate and see it from armstrong's point of view do right. it at home bitch <laughs> do he's it home. trying he's, he's putting trying. in some effort because we don't follow jimmy to his house right and then the whole ashley and liberty b plot is really kind of boring to me ashley's a bitch but also <laughs> Like she does, she's a bitch initially, but you know what? When Paige checks her and she's like, way to set her up, Ash. Yeah, no, Ashley does. She doesn't take the bait. I actually am proud of her for that. She does not take the bait. 
and she and she does fix things with liberty and like help her do the announcements better yes yes she's yep. like stay in your place darling <laughs> now that you know but it's you know go sit back down <laughs> <laughs> to ashley's credit i i kind of want to bully liberty in season one <laughs> Like, obviously not for real, for real. I'm 35. I'm not going to bully a child. <laughs> this is not a Liberty. bullying middle schoolers podcast. It's not. Endorse. But, <laughs> we do not endorse bullying <laughs> of middle schoolers. But, but if I were a mom and my friend were kids with Liberty, as much as I would appreciate Liberty, I would also find her so fucking annoying. <laughs> Yeah, she's, it's, yeah. Her dad does her know dad the mayor. Her dad knows the mayor. And if one of those ragamuffins. <laughs> and, but she's definitely got a good combination of like, you know, she wants to be vulnerable on occasion. But then she's like, ah, hits you with that know-it-all energy. And then hits you with some of that snooty energy, too, just for <laughs> just for the razzle-dazzle. And it's just like, okay, you're coming at me from a couple angles. <laughs> I need, <laughs> like, I need you to be consistent. So now she's got, she wants to be on camera. But then, you know, where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit, we missed a fuck Our Charlie has Thank brought up a good point. Charlie. Emma stirs the pot there. She's like, if I were writing the announcements, I would want credit because of course you would, Emma, because you need all the credit. Such um, a shit stir. For what? Such a shit stir. Just cause. Just cause. Just, just it's it's Wednesday. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I will say on the flip side, I think Emma and Liberty, when Emma's not like shitting on Liberty over like dumb shit. Yeah. A big part of their dynamic is that, like, they encourage each other to stand up for themselves and to not take people's shit. They do. Um, they, have, I mean, like, even though their friendship has what eventually happens to it, I think their overall friendship is pretty good. Yeah. She does kind of shit on her multiple times, but that's Liberty's choice to continue being friends with her because all the times that she shits on her, it kind of comes out. So mm -hmm. anyway, I think that that's a good point that they have a dynamic for, that complements their personalities. They mm -hmm. challenge each other. They definitely challenge each other, which I mean, you know, Manny doesn't typically do unless Manny's like, Rare, and that doesn't come out till later. So yeah, once again. <laughs> so I want to shake the segments up because I want to start with my favorite because this episode has one of my all-time favorite shots fired okay and that is oh my god i love it so much i've loved it since the first time i saw it so in english class miss kwan is like giving jimmy a hard time because he's clearly behind and she's like she asks him what character he thinks he relates to and he is like uh the main character and she's like okay jimmy it's an ensemble piece Mm -hmm. which main character they're all the main character and he's like you know the lord of the flies and she tells him <laughs> the lord of the flies is a seventh piece head. head yeah <laughs> um, and then after class jimmy's talking to spinner about how he's struggling with with balancing basketball and education mm -hmm. and spinner says it's a total catch 42 
Mm-mm. He's sure the hell Which I think Jimmy or Spinner would know what a catch 22 is because Spinner strikes me as a ska fan and he would like catch 22. But anyway. <laughs> okay. He says it's a total catch 42. And Jimmy goes, I think you mean catch 22. And Spinner hits him with, like you would know, you thought you were the Lord of the Fly. Yes, yes, both of those. Yes. And I love it. Shots fired. And then also Sean shoots some shots before the game when Sp- Jimmy's all, I keep calling him Spinner because now he's the one tweaking out on the ADD Mets. But Jimmy's all like, basketball, basketball, or whatever he's doing in the locker room. And Sean <laughs> looks at him with those eyebrows and he goes, somebody had a nutritious be- breakfast. Yeah, cheese, egg. <laughs> Pure protein. I love all those. Beautiful yeah. shots fired segment. Perfect. I don't, I mean, I feel like the shots fired category just does what I want it to. So for this, for this episode, yeah, we shots to be on fired the was page. that um, just the only one was that shake your groove thing music that is going on when spinners, you know, just before he moons everybody. I'm like, what? Like, why does this music come up in so many episodes? And it's just always like, not like i just wish they played a real song (laughs) it's like it's like really budget porno music yes that's exactly what it sounds like it's like i don't even yeah so i'm gonna fire some shots at that because it's just a little side eye like you guys couldn't have i'd rather have been dancing in silence so i will say that i feel like the fashion in this episode wasn't as strong as no. in the last episode. I only Paige have Paige is still rocking the crimps, which I like. Strong and all day long, and she doesn't care what you think. But I will say the Ash, Ashes, um, Ashley, I've taken to shortening her name in notes because I'm lazy. Her, the look of her hair pulled back with that curl that she loves in the ends of her hair with the hoops and the choker, the triad, that uh, it's a look for her. Yeah. I will say it's probably my favorite Ashley look because they try to have her be also kind of not a shitty person in this mm-hmm. season. So she, once she starts getting shittier, I don't like her look as much. Some people like the her eventual looks this is my favorite that like that's a great look on her season one ashley is very cute you know what it gives me it gives me realistic spencer hasting you know liars i i enjoy spencer's the only thing is missing is like the just the casualness of the you know the era that ashley's in at this point because she Mm -hmm. just spencer's super preppy because that well, was... and the fact that Ashley's dressing like an actual teenager and Spencer and is Spencer's... dressing like a Marlene King's <laughs> idea of a teenager. Of a teenager, a 40-year-old woman. And Manny's hair, while watching Liberty do the announcements correctly, it's like in low Little House on the Prairie, like pigtails. Like they're not high up on her. Like it's like most of her hair is not in these pigtail holders mm-hmm. ponytail holders so low on her shoulders i feel like it's such a weird choice 
she kind of looks like Wednesday in like the some of the animated mm-hmm. um, adaptations of the Adams family. Like that's how low her pigtails are. Like a look, but never do that again. <laughs> I like that they've got Emma looking like a Target employee for a day. <laughs> red shirt khakis (laughs) just straight faced jake from state farm (laughs) oh my gosh someday she just phones it in i swear (laughs) i have have a heather sinclair hypothesis awesome what if the girl who's filming the announcements is heather sinclair and I know what you're thinking. She's Asian and Holly was, J's not. But I'm just going to say. I was going to say she's totally without Asian. Without giving anything away, spoiler alert, it's fine that they that Holly J's not Asian. It's fine. You mean that. It's fine. You mean to tell me that you're going to submit for canon that Heather Sinclair is Asian? Well, I don't think any of the Heather Sinclair hypotheses are canon i think they're just potential people who could be heather sinclair well, that is the definition of hypotheses so i did we say sight i think we had been saying citing okay so let me but clarify so, it's, so a we'll sw- it's a hypothesis which i will totally never question again because yeah. i feel first of all i wanted to know what other function this young lady had but to encourage liberty and then but also in the beginning tell her i mean it wasn't that bad Right. Like, what is her function? So she can be Heather Sinclair for this. She could episode. be Heather, Heather Sinclair. We never know. So it is. We are now doing the Heather Sinclair hypothesis, which actually rolls off the tongue a little like bit it. more. Like HSH. It. Let's go. Um, and I say that we have a summer moment because Emma sees her future husband's booty for the first time. She is in the audience. You're right. She even we get like a shot of her face. That's your husband, Emma. Yeah, that's your boo. <laughs> that's the Wait, future. That's, like... <laughs> that's the future, Mister Emma Nelson, because you know she made him take her last name. Oh my gosh! Like like an empowered woman should to transition into secrets and lies. In secrets and lies, the grade sevens are doing haikus, so we figured we should too. Ashley's dad is gay. Sean is poetic genius. Emma, you just suck. Ashley's dad is back in town and her hopes are high that sparks are reigniting between him and her mom. Unfortunately, she is reading the signs wrong. And the secret she's not picking up on is that her parents aren't in love. It's that her dad is gay and Ash is not handling it well at all. Over in grade seven, it's haiku week in Quan's English class, and Liberty's poem is all about JT and her love for him, specifically. JT's not in the mood for oatmeal, and so he comes up with a daring plan to convince Liberty he's gay. This episode, (laughs) I kind of love this one. I do too. It's a fun one. And the first thing that I'm going to say is I know that this is an Ashley Kerwin slander podcast, so forgive me. But Ashley's not out of line here. No. She's not mad that her dad is gay. She's mad that her dad lied to her. And, like, especially when she finds out that, like, she had met his boyfriend before and he had been at their house for dinner. And, like, mm-hmm. 
that's a betrayal. It is. And like, you know, yeah, I'm sure that some of it too is adjusting to the fact that her dad is gay because that's not something that she knew about him. Mm-hmm. It's not something she expected because she's always known him as a straight man. And that can take some like adjusting to. Yeah. But she's mad because he betrayed her and that's valid. Oh yeah. I would, I feel like that's a good place to start in terms of, I think how we both feel about the episode from at least the big plot in the episode from Ashley's point of view, she's not wrong. I do think the only thing that was well-intentioned was trying not to upset her. Parents often try not to upset you, but then ultimately, okay, well, I'm upset because you lied to me, but I'm also upset because my life was upended with no explanation you know it would have been more it would have been less traumatic for me to know that you guys didn't break up for no reason just because you hate each other i get uh, she assumes because they don't seems like they don't actually give her a reason she just fills in the blanks that i guess you guys can't stand each other because that's the only (laughs) that's the only thing i've you know i haven't observed anything else so It just seems like if they had maybe had a healthy dialogue with her, you know, they're avoiding the hard conversation as in her having a reaction to it. She's Mm -hmm. allowed to have a reaction to it in the moment and then they can still go on and do what they're going to do. But you could talk to her and, and not make her kind of fill in blanks herself as a child. Well, and she's got the added blow, too, of the fact that she thinks her parents are getting back together. Yeah, because they didn't have that healthy dialogue with her and explain why they, got, they broke up. And, and okay, so I sympathize with that. I hate how much I'm sympathizing with Ashley as we do this show. Her arc in the first season it's, is good. It it's don't fine. It's yeah, relatable. No, it's, yeah, yeah. This My is parents not a did the flip flop multiple times. Well, I understand that. When I was born, my grandparents, my mom's parents were divorced. Mm -hmm. And then when I was like three or four, they got remarried to each other. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of always had like that shaped my idea of what divorce was, was it wasn't, it was like a break you took. And when I was 12 or 13, my stepmom got pregnant for the first time. Mm -hmm. And obviously I was 12 at that point. I understood what divorce was, but there was still that part of me that like, you know, was like, but isn't this what happens? And so it was really hard for me because I had to let go of and grieve the idea of my parents getting back together, even though it would have been horrible if they got back together. Yeah. And I feel like Ashley's going through that same thing. So there's a lot that she's got reason to be upset about in this episode. And I think they handle it really well. Her pouring the milk on Paige is a little bit excessive, but also (laughs) Paige can say she was just trying to help, but you know that she wasn't. Paige is Terry's face gives it away too. Terry gives her a look at some point during all that and it's just Mm -hmm. like, seriously, Paige? You're going there. (laughs) Like you're Paige. Paige Paige Michael Chuck. She goes there. Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. Um, Like, I mean, again, a moment where she's trying not to laugh. It's like, Tara, I was trying to help. help. (laughs) You're trying not to laugh because you know you just, number one, like, I'm sure it was the actress, but number two, you'd low key deserve that shit. 
<laughs> because why are you i mean i don't know it's, so it's not good. really your place to do that <laughs> even like especially because you know that you and ashley don't really have that kind of relationship like maybe if it was terry and ashley but you know it wouldn't have been such a negative reaction because maybe it was a coming it was coming from an honest place but she Paige, you're just doing it to be catty and messy. <laughs> I do also want to say <laughs> Ashley's dad knows Prince Charles. So suck it, Liberty's dad. Oh, loyalty trumps the mayor. Of um take that liberty. No. I feel I feel like the grade seven plot is really mean. Like Liberty is so ridiculously obsessed with JT and he's hiding in his locker and pretending to be gay and like the whole hey Liberty girlfriend thing is just it's extremely mean. You know what? We always, when we're talking about the the ladies of color, I know that we talk about Manny, but we don't talk about Liberty because I just feel like they don't, we don't get a lot of Liberty's feelings. We get a lot of Liberty being shown reacting or crying, mm-hmm. but we don't always, you know, like she doesn't typically talk about her feelings. So, I mean, I think that this kind of comes out of left field because she's a background character. Most of them. <laughs> Like, yeah, and it's like, okay, well, is this true? Like, even when in later in the episode, after he tells her that he's gay, she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, we can, I can help you, and um, do you want to come? Do you want to come out in the grapevine, right? And and this, it'll really help other people, you know. Like, he's like, I'm not gay. I just blah blah. Like, it seems like she should have known that. And like she's messing with him, or maybe she was baiting him. I always kind of was worried about what that scene was. Right. But watching it through, it's kind of right. Like it it seems like it at first, but then it's like, okay, her reaction to it, to him telling her, actually, I'm not gay. I just don't, you wouldn't take the hint. She looks legitimately crushed. Like maybe she thought that. Oh, okay, he's not gay, but there's a reason he doesn't want to say he, you know, like maybe she she just didn't think, oh, he doesn't like me at all. Yeah. But, uh, maybe it, it is kind of right. Okay, I'm baiting him so that he'll tell me the truth that he's not gay. But she doesn't think that he's that much of an asshole, that he's mm-hmm. just pretending to be gay to, you know, ward it's her so off. so mean. Also, a thing that I hate is... JT comes up with this idea after Toby tells him about Ashley's dad being gay. Uh And I don't think Toby (laughs) needs to be privy to this information yet. Like, let Ashley have some time to process this shit. Yeah. This is a huge change in everything she's known about her life, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it's treated with, like not a whole lot of sensitivity for how much of a punchline it still is at this time. It's like, it's not taken seriously, but Ashley is actually having to go through, a, like you said, a mind transforming issue and around the revelation that her dad is gay. So she's trying not to lose her shit. And then everybody, and then, you know, I guess because it's such a punchline, JT doesn't care about using it for his own, pursuits of bullshit (laughs) yeah and yeah no toby doesn't toby doesn't need to know that jt doesn't need to know that 
Like it's not a thing for Ashley to be ashamed of, like that her dad is gay, mm -hmm. but it, but it is something she has the right to process. Mm -hmm. And Toby and JT have big fucking mouths. She should have been given the right Michael to process. Chuck. Yes, Paige absolutely. Milkelchuk. Milk Get Chuck. it? Milkelchuk. Chug. Chug, chug, chug. Like that chocolate milk that got dumped on your head. Um, I love... We get more of the the awesome Degrassi fantasy music. This time it's some, like, aggressively smooth jazz. But... To me, honestly, the star of this episode is Sean Cameron's haiku. I love his how he's like, okay, this is Pounding the required. Yes. <laughs> Do you have it written down or can I read it for you and for you our lovely listeners? It. You may read it for me and everyone else. It's so good. Poetry is crime. No idea how to rhyme. Stupid waste of time. Perfection. It's a really good poem. It is. And and Quan can only say with her smarmy ass, like, well, you know, it actually does fulfill the assignment. So whoop-de-doo for you. Yeah, but <laughs> kudos to her. But kudos to her for actually, you know, but she's very, like, she does that. She does it with a little bit of salt. She's got to yeah. throw her little bit of salt in there while she's giving you you know, your, your props. She's got to. Liberty's poem, I think, also deserves an honorable mention. She put her whole heart into it. Would I? And she has the guts to read it aloud to a, mm -hmm. a classroom full of 12-year-olds. Let's just give well, her that, that Liberty, props. She don't give a shit. She don't give a shit. Not one single shit can you find Liberty Van Zant possessing because she just the way I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that now. I'm not reading you. But I'm not going to read you my inner thoughts about who somebody I care about. Even if it's just a little crush to a and, classroom of 12 year olds. Yeah. They scare and me. And then Quan gushes over it. Of course. She uh, does. She's like a couple too many, one too many syllables in the second line, but, but lovely. <laughs> 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 Juan does want to meet the mayor. Oh my god! Um, I just have to shout out to not to bring it too much back to the eighth graders, but just that Dolly Zoom when Ashley finds out that her dad is gay. Yes, yes, I wrote that in my notes too. It's so it gets me every fucking time. I just, I promise you, I'm just like she. She's like. <laughs> like this, the the drama. What is he gay? The drama, right? She's like, I was kidding. <laughs> like her smile getting more manic. <laughs> oh, Ashley's so extra. Oh man, she did um, not see that coming. But yeah, the and oh, what was Emma's poem? I just remember the last line, her haiku. Did you write uh, hers I, down? No, I didn't. I didn't. I was like, this is fuck it was, Emma's haiku. Fuck she Emma. asked Sean if, if his is done. And he's like, is and then she's like, and then doesn't she say something snarky about it not being about the environment or something? No, she just says it to. Uh, she says the whole lot. She says the whole haiku, but the last line is all I remember. It's like uh, early death, our fault, and then she yeah. says it's about the ocean. <laughs> That's what it it's is. It's about the world's oceans. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. okay. Emma. Emma. Pause, girl. Okay. That's very important. Save the ocean. Yes. Okay. The various oceans. Uh, 
Um, I'm not, I don't have a particular ocean that I want to save. I'm really not. All the oceans. <laughs> Endorsing, you know, the, the just... You're the main ocean. <laughs> just the main one. <laughs> I feel like that's really kind of the meat and potatoes of that episode. Yeah. I don't uh, have any... Oh, wait, oh, the... Here's... Okay. I do have a theory, and then I think we can go into the categories. But just my... At first, it was a nitpick, but then I let this thought fester. At first, I wanted to know why Ashley poured her chocolate milk from the carton into the glass. I wanted to know why. I've never drank. I've never made that choice when drinking chocolate milk. I didn't catch that. You always did. Food props. I'm paying way too much attention to the food props. I always am. Why didn't Emma drop the pizza? Why didn't Emma drop that fucking pizza? She held on to it tight. But anyway, um, it is because she needed to get that milk out of the carton so that she could easily throw it at Paige in the glass. And that is why, because it probably was not working to just throw the car in a milk at her. Yeah. It wasn't covering her as clear. Do <laughs> you Canadian like, never pour that? That is a very Canadian thing to do also. So if that's just a, the way you guys do Didn't- it. In Canada, to just use a glass for no reason when you've got a carton of milk. Well, it's my school wasn't me fancy too. like that. It's weird to me too because, like, I know that they buy their grocery store milk in bags in a lot of Canada. They do, and like, it's weird to me that they have cartons and not the like breast implants of milk that my school had. <laughs> breast implant? You got like a jiggle, a you jiggle. Did. You got this little jiggly pouch full of. Okay. And you had to like cover the hole on your straw like a Capri Sun, except there wasn't any little foil thing. You just had to stab it. I feel like that would cause so much, like. Sometimes it ex- sometimes it exploded. It was bad, especially in like lower elementary school when they're still like learning motor skills. Oh my gosh. I just feel like the 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 immaturity of the guys in like my high school even, like of smacking the anything that resembled an ass. There would just be milk everywhere. <laughs> That's probably why. They're like, we cannot send these jiggle tit ass <laughs> things of milk to America. We've got to send them. No, I went to school in America, though. Caroline, I went to school but in did Delaware. You, but I went to school was in it Delaware. Cult? The cult? No, no. This was before the cult. This was okay. public school. You're like, I this went was... to school in Delaware. Like, really? <laughs> This was Mount Pleasant Elementary. This was Harlan okay. Elementary. Burnett Elementary. Oh, Claymont maybe Elementary. It was... Maybe it's regional then, because yeah, Springer I've never. So if this was a whole district of yeah, the Brandywine oh. School District was like, here is a breast implant of milk. See, we we only got cards. Oh, I actually have the two black holes. Can I do? The oh two? yes, please yeah. do black holes. I'm excited about these black holes. So, uh, JT. Is Toby teases JT about a CD, the CD that he has? Uh, no, it's Liberty that teases him, and she's uh, and he's like, "Oh no, it's my sister's CD." We don't ever hear about his sister again. Black hole, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, to AJ York. York. <laughs> and um, Paige says when she gets after she gets the milk thrown on her, the chocolate milk, she's like, "My young, my oldest brother's gay." Tara's trying to help, implying that she has a younger brother. So R.I.P. Well, 
<laughs> yeah, oldest yeah. Bro- she said my oldest brother is gay. So there's at least one more brother. So there's at least one more brother. Michael Michael Chuck. Michael Michael Chuck. <laughs> R.I.P. Michael Michael Chuck. We hardly knew you. <laughs> There we go. Um, the only thing that I really noticed for fashion is that Quan can rock a sleeveless turtleneck. It's cute. She can. I'll give it to her for her her sleeveless turtleneck game is on point. I liked uh, JT's orange outfit. His whole orange mm-hmm. ensemble when he's got the mustard on his face. <laughs> when Liberty's like going in and out of her little fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, the fuck is she looking at me for? <laughs> His whole yeah. outfit is really—it's a quintessential like JT outfit. I'm like, okay, if I was thinking about if I were to dress his character, like for an a animated series, I would put him in this outfit every day. So yeah, yeah. And Manny and Emma wear matching jean jackets in that scene also. They're both wearing yeah. jean jackets. They're looking like Bobsy twins again. It's cute. Because it's the cute. writers are just like, fuck Manny and any individuality right now. We're going to just lump you in with Emma. Avis. Mm-hmm. So let's bring it back to the mating game. Do you have any shining stars for the mating game? Let me run that back. That was a second ago. Okay, so... I feel. Do I have any shining stars? Um, I personally want to give it to Ashley and Jimmy because they end up being mature, mature, communicate well to each other, you know. And Jimmy's like, "Yeah, no, we didn't end up having sex," and he's not like Ashley didn't want to. She's a prude, and like, yeah, he's not like we agreed we're not ready, but he's still like he saves face for everybody. He does, but then I have a just a little note on that because Ashley ends the episode by telling Terry, oh, so Jimmy was okay. Well, you know, Terry's like, Jimmy was okay with not having sex. She's like, yeah, he was cool about it. Entirely cool, actually. Like, she's not sure why, you know, like she's doubting the fact that they mutually decided they both weren't ready for sex. I so, didn't take it as doubting. I took it as her like being impressed with her boyfriend for having that maturity. Oh, you took it as her being impressed. Oh, I took mm-hmm. it as her being like, mm, he was entirely cool about it. Well, fair we enough. interpret, Yeah, we interpreted that differently, but I think that they're fair for the maturity and that they didn't do it just for peer pressure's sake. So they can, they can have the shining stars. And I don't think that there's going to be any disagreement on the super bummer of this episode. Mm -hmm. But why don't you tell me yours? My super bummer is, I mean, it's Paige just because I think that she just needs to stop being an asshole. Yeah, just for the sake of wearing a cute outfit. Just wear the outfit, Paige. You don't have to kiss somebody's boyfriend to wear a cute outfit. Or bully Ashley or into giving up her virginity. Just because I felt like it. Just because she felt like it. Just um, to fuck with her and see what she would do. <laughs> and honorable mention, because he's a plot device, not a character, but the fucking convenience store clerk. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Do you know you how many are making sex probably, more shameful? <laughs> do you know how many kids in Degrassi have probably gotten an sti or pregnant because you shamed them out of buying condoms fuck yourself guy 
that guy is probably the reason we have Emma. He shamed Spike and Shane and they didn't buy condoms. It is canon. <laughs> That's what happened. Shame on uh, you. Shame on you. <laughs> but for Basketball Diaries, I feel like my shining star... Mm, uh, it's it's Ash, I, and this is controversial, just because I think that she did not take the bait. She did not take Paige's very easy to take bait because she's been lapping the shit up all season. She actually mm-hmm. does a 180 and decides to be sweet enough to Liberty to give her the confidence to perform well on the announcements. So she gets a shining star for that because I'm sure that was working on her. Like, that was mm-hmm. some effort. Like, that was... that. <laughs> That was not easy for her to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also, she was a bitch at first. So like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a shining star with a footnote. Oh, um, we'll give her a footnote. That's fine. It's still an Ashley Slander podcast, but I've got to, I've got to let her, you know, I'm not yeah. going to be a, a player hater. I have to be, <laughs> I have to give credit where credit is due. And I feel like she did actually do more than I expected her to do. Every time I, I watch it, I'm like, hmm, you know, you kind of went, you you went up like a bar above yeah, where I no, expected you to do. Uh, I go, respect so. that. I I was just gonna give it to Manny because I don't think anybody's shown this week, but Manny well, is Manny's there. Used Manny is there because she's, she's just Manuela Santos. So we've got a shout out to her. Um, she could be my Cinderella. <laughs> Oh my gosh! We, we're mm. spoiler alert with the with, um, the with the with the spoilers abound. But and um, then super bummer. I don't know. I gave it to Jimmy <clears throat> if for, mostly gonna, for body check and Sean. Like yeah, he didn't. Jimmy was kind of raging this episode. This, this whole episode, I feel like, is Jimmy just like self fulfilling prophecy. Hmm. Hmm. So I will, I'll get on board with that. I'll get on board with that. My super bummer was also for the, the mating game was Emma because she's an asshole. She's <laughs> to, a shitty friend. To Toby. She's an, she's a shitty friend to Toby for no reason. a lot of super bummers in this three pack. I feel like, and not a lot of shining stars. We're Charles, just like, what was eh, your note? Eh, yeah. Producer Charlie Producer has Charlie. thrown into the ring for super bummers coach armstrong coach a um and he's right for like shaming jimmy for like wanting to do school mm-hmm. you've got him sitting on the bench let him fucking read he needs to do school too coach armstrong right secrets and lives shining star yeah yeah terry for the end Terry, Terry for the end. thank you, producer Charlie. We have like, but Terry is just a good. So that is just a good to just shout. We didn't talk about Terry being a good that much in this three pack. Yeah, she kind so of plays she, the dead mom card, but like she in does, the but way. in the way that needed to be played because you know it fair. You have an opportunity to have a relationship with your father. He is alive. You I can work it choice. out. I don't have that choice. My mom is fucking dead. <laughs> she was walking like the power in her. Like she walked away and then she spin, spun on her. Like, no, I'm coming back. <laughs> like, you, I, my mom is dead. <laughs> um, 
not to laugh about dead parents, but like Terry plays the dead mom card and it's fine. When you have a dead mom, you can play the dead mom card sometimes. Yep. I would also give it to Sean because his poem is perfection. I he think just... that that earns him a, sh- a shining star for the week. I would put that poem on the fridge. God damn it. I certainly would put that poem on the fridge and I would walk past it a lot and read it and just chuckle. <laughs> I would, I would, I would publish it in my quarterly family newsletter that you send out to all the family and friends. I'd be like, Sean is doing great. He made the basketball team and he wrote this haiku. Oh my gosh. Those are things that people do. Or at least used to do. I was going to say, I feel like social media now does Um, that. (laughs) I feel like once again, we have a lot of super bummers. We do. JT York. Yeah, JT. I also got to give it to Liberty because it super bummed me out to watch Liberty, like just making an ass of herself over JT. He does not really gain self-respect when it comes to JT though. So we just need to let her slide on that one. It's still super <laughs> just bummed need to, it, it bummed me out too, but it's just going to keep bumming super us out. Caroline. We're just going to keep being bummed out because it doesn't get better. It does not get better with age. <laughs> just keeps we just gotta give her a pass on that because god darn it she's not a simp for him man parents are eligible for super bummer i was gonna say both of ash's parents go in that super bummer category because y'all could have had a conversation a year Mm -hmm. ago with this woman and she would not be spinning out right now like i give it a little less responsibility there on kate because it's not Kate's place. It's not now. Kate's place. No, but even though she ended up doing it, your your mm-hmm. dad is gay. <laughs> Sorry, the way she said it, it's like make no mistake, your dad is gay. I mean, I feel like though, I feel like though, there's a difference between saying I'm not gonna like out you, I'm not gonna put this information out there. It's yours to tell, and yeah. essentially being asked a direct question, like yeah, yeah. Ashley didn't really yeah. mean it. But Ashley directly was like, yeah. was like, and I think, I don't know. I think it's, I, I get it. It's yeah. still not cool, but I get it. It's not cool. However, as you pointed out, it is not her secret to tell, but she's like, but you didn't say that if it's she guessed, like, I couldn't mm-hmm. confirm. Okay. You At did some- not say that. <laughs> You should have dealt with it sooner, dude. You should have dealt with your shit. So yeah, he's he's even though he doesn't ever I think he doesn't ever come back. But you know. No, he does he, remember because Craig beats up Joey after. Oh, he has a he oh spoiler. right. Well, spoiler. <laughs> he's around. He, he does he's not black hole. He's just and he sends Ashley to kind England. Of like, he's around. Yeah, he's around. He's because he starts Ashley's exit. To, uh, yep. the sh- to the show so yay for the appearance no because she comes back well she her her prolonged absence uh, until yes. she reappears unfortunately unfortunately are there any but more yeah. super bummers so we got jt we got liberty we got ashley's dad Paige. yeah it's gotta be Paige again we got Paige because she's trying to out somebody at the lunch table it's a dick move page michael chuck page milkle chuck she shut up she's just involving herself in some shit yeah uh mr simpson can be a shining star for dealing with liberty's bullshit 
and <laughs> and taking the fall for um for JT and that paper plane. He can he can be a shining star for being a real one once again. Mr. Mr. Simpson rolls with the punches and he is a he is a tall, unproblematic king. Mm-hmm. Except for that one thing that was written by Roseanne and didn't really happen. We're not acknowledging <laughs> Producer oh. Charlie just dropped some truth in that Snake also has a shining star moment that's a blink and you miss it when he witnesses mm-hmm. JT pretending to be gay and he's mm-hmm. kind of ad- assessing the situation and like yeah. is this real like how can I support the student or is this fake and like you need to knock it the fuck off JT right I think that was um it's good to see the other side of it of that interpretation of that look because I was definitely seeing more of this sh- like oh, okay do I need to shut this down right do i need to thank you producer charlie do i need to smack a 12 year old because honestly jt could have maybe done with one little smack right <laughs> little smack but no he learns this he, he comes around morally i suppose and so i think all that's left for this week is to ask the the ultimate degrassi question does it go there does it go there does it go what do you think about the mating game? Yeah, honestly, I enjoyed the mating game. I did enjoy it. It I goes do. there in terms of like it is very candid about sex in an it informative is way. Very candid and informative. It it's one of the things that I like about Degrassi is it takes its viewers seriously, especially mm-hmm. like the earlier, you know, and especially when you go back into like junior high and high. But like even even Degrassi Next Generation, like. F- by and large, it treats its viewers with respect and it's open and honest about things unless those things are weed. It treats mm-hmm. its subjects with respect. And yeah, this is really good comprehensive sex ed. Yeah. And I respect that. And I think the Jimmy Ashley thing is very real. I think it endears both of them to you. Mm-hmm. I love them like blowing up the condoms. You could also yeah, argue that it doesn't go there because Jimmy and Ashley are going to go all the way and then they don't. And they don't. I think um, it's like it's Degrassi at its finest and like you know we're gonna we're not always going to give you what is salacious but we're gonna give you what is realistic and no it's, it's definitely not, a top sometimes the realism is some people get you know sexual uh social diseases by the ravine <laughs> sometimes it's sometimes we, it's, we have a discussion about sex and we're informed now but we don't have to have it we're not ready Let's make balloon condoms instead. Yeah. It sets the tone that Degrassi is going to discuss sex openly. Mm-hmm. And that like, this is just our first introduction to it. Really. There are a lot of different ways that kids are going to react to sex mm-hmm. and we get to see a lot of that. But I think it's like in grade eight, like I really know, I really like this episode. I think it's a top tier Degrassi episode. Yeah. Basketball diaries. <laughs> I want to say that it goes there because there's drug, drug use, use, but it's but like it's, it's kind of inconsequential it drug use. I don't yeah, like it. <laughs> it's boring. Jimmy doesn't drug make use. the team, but I feel like later in the season he's on the team. Maybe I'm making that up. I was gonna say two, that but... too. I think so. I think there's some. He does something that we'll like, find out. Suddenly, there's his. You know, he's athletic again, and that's relevant. Mm-hmm. So the consequences. They are not very long. They're not. And yeah, yeah so I think it kind of falls out of the three pack. This one probably falls 
flat. It's, you know, it is very snuggly in the middle because it's just it's like, entertaining. Eh, it's fine. Right. It's entertaining. I enjoyed watching it. But it's like, is it one of the ones that I would rank up there with the mating game? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. There's no consequences <laughs> except Sean. for Sean's leg. And Sean's got a bum leg now. And the stakes <laughs> are just low. The stakes are low. I think Secrets and Lies goes there. I think it does. It does. That you I got really that feel you got for that, Ashley uh, in this episode. Like that is heavy. I mean, to like it's an emotional to like, learn in like complex a twelve hour period that your dad is gay, your parents have been lying to you, and mm-hmm. that your dad has been in a long term relationship with a man that he brought around you and, and right. brought into your family home. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you there's feel, a good there's chance betrayal, like with yeah, yeah. I got the feeling that like when Christopher came over, came over for dinner, yeah, Ashley and whatever his name are, or not Ashley, Kate and whatever his name is, were still married. There's a good chance that if that's the case, that Kate didn't know yet that he was gay, mm. and like that's a lot. That's fucked up. That's it a lot for a girl. Uh, for a kid of that age to handle and does mm-hmm. Ashley handle it gracefully? No, she does not. But can I fault her for that? No, Absolutely still, not. Honestly, she she's doesn't a little handle baby. It. She doesn't handle it as bad as she could handle it. I honestly think all all things considered, her turnaround and her willingness to still have that relationship with her father, even despite what Terry said. She could have said, Fuck you, Terry. I don't care. I don't care about you and your dad. But no, like this is right? a different situation. I, I'm allowed to have my feelings about it, but she seems like she's willing to, and she does, you know, as we see, continue to to get closer to her dad and mm-hmm. his husband. Well, his soon to be husband. Spoiler. So she definitely she's maturing through that through the episode. She actually lets her feelings be known that she's upset and she's not hiding that, but she does ultimately get over the the feelings in terms of I'm not going to hold them against you. I'm going to actually try to go forward, which I think is a very awesome way to go there for the show because it's emotional and it's not just one side to, or, or one reaction because someone else might have the same experience and might not react that way and might see like, okay, I don't know how you could get over that betrayal. Like my life was fucked up because of you you know like there's a bunch of different ways to and i think i like the portrayal of ashley in this episode because she's not perfect she's not the personality that she wants to portray that she's can just handle everything and she's mature and i can handle sex even though i just can't say sex and i learned about it 10 minutes ago you know Mm -hmm. like that kind of attitude from the mating game she's not you know she's she gets knocked down a peg but she actually does rise to the occasion so I think for just that arc alone, it goes there. And and know. I think Liberty's, you know, Liberty's pain is very real. To not only have the crushing realization that the boy that you have a crush on is not into you, mm-hmm. but that he is so not into you and has so little respect for you that rather than say, hey, I'm not into you, he fabricates being gay <laughs> that's hard Which, hitting it's actually extremely nice to not you know it's relatable to have that portrayed on television and like this because is that too- happens so often 
but like think about it like this is 2001 you know Mm -hmm. like you're in seventh grade i don't think i knew anybody in seventh grade who was out no and like even though there were plenty of us that were like lgbt friendly Mm -hmm. it was still kind of social suicide that jt was willing to like potentially have everybody thinking he was gay in order to avoid telling Liberty, hey, I don't like you, mm-hmm. that hurts. That hurts. And that I think that went there, too. Thanks for listening to your mom's podcast. Join us next week as we unpack Coming of Age, where Ashley has no chill about Jimmy being neglected, and Emma gets her first period, and Rumors and Reputations, where Terry's kind of the worst, and Spinner, as Spinner will do, does some dumb shit. This episode of Your Mom's Podcast was made possible in part by executive dysfunction, Ritalin, and support from listeners like you. If you'd like to further support our show, you can follow our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YMPadcast and TikTok at Your Mom's Podcast. You can also visit our website at www.padcast.com. Your Mom's Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you feel so inclined, subscriptions and reviews are another great way to support the show. And if you'd like to support us financially, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash your mom's podcast. And remember, that's podcast. P-A-H-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you. (laughs) 